Hello and welcome to the People and Flow podcast. In this week's episode, we talk to Rebecca Tapping, HR Director at Personal Group, about the challenges and benefits of engagement. Rebecca talks us through what engagement is, what an engaged employee looks like, and how to achieve this happy state. Hello and welcome, Rebecca. Could you introduce yourselves to our listeners? Hi, um, my name's Rebecca. I am the HR Director for Personal Group. We are an employee benefits and services business, traditionally an insurance company. I've worked in many different sectors, retail, public sector, uh, B2B telecoms, life sciences. So I enjoy doing lots of different things. I've started my career operationally. uh, So I actually used to run a store for Woolworths, amongst other things. Then moved into HR. I think that's really important to have run big teams yourself and understand how to run a business yourself before you move into HR and then I moved through HR I've worked in every bit of resourcing talent management employee relations so I've, I've had a go at everything which has stood me in good stead for being a HR director that's fantastic thank you Rebecca you briefly spoke about personal group but could you tell us a little bit more about what personal group do yeah of course uh, we're a 35-year-old business based in Milton Keynes. We've been on a bit of a, a journey for, for many uh, years. We were, we, well, we are an insurance business. We are our own underwriters. We were focused on selling insurance products that were for every employee. They are low-cost insurance products such as hospital plans, death benefits, convalescence plans. I ran the idea, it's a sort of an American model of for those people that may need time off work but may find that financially difficult we or need to go into hospital, we would cover them through an insurance policy. It's a very simple insurance product. You could be having a planned operation tomorrow. Uh, we would insure you today. We don't have many exemptions on it. So that, that's really simple. So that's what underpins our business. But in the last seven years, we've really diversified. We've become a much more technology-focused business. We have our own platform called Happy. And we can pretty much, from an employee benefits, employee services perspective, plug just about anything into that. So you can have all of your company benefits, but we can also provide just about every sort of benefit that you could possibly need. And we can put that into that. So in-house, we have our own version, which we very cleverly called Smile. And we have all of our benefits on there. And as you can imagine, the sort of business we are, our employees get access to a lot of benefits. We also put our learning management system into that as well. Uh, HRIS systems, so people can put their holidays. So it's really a one-stop shop where you can access just everything that an employee needs. We can also use it for communication. It has its own native app, so we can send push communications. So it's great if you've got people that aren't desk-based because everyone has a smartphone these days, don't they? Sounds absolutely fantastic, and I love the idea of smile and happy. <laughs> it seems very fun. Reward and recognition systems called Cheers, so you can see the theme that we've got running here. <laughs> You must be a very happy team, I think. <laughs> yeah, we, we are. Uh, we Luckily, we do pretty well on the engagement front. Our engagement scores are always good, which is good because we need to set a good example to our clients. Absolutely. And that leads us very nicely on to our next question, which is about engagement. So um, can you give us a definition of what it means to be an engaged employee? I think very, very simply, an engaged employee is a happy, productive employee. I think it's someone who knows where they fit in the organisation, how their work contributes to the wider organisation, and they feel valued in, in what they do. And I think we get a lot of happiness and contentment from that. And I think we can feel engaged when we're part of a, a, a bigger picture and we know where we stand. 
And I think in turn, an engaged person is a productive person. Um, and I, I think, you know, that's what we're all after, isn't it? Productivity is, is the big question at the moment. Absolutely. And I think that's a really nice, simple, but valuable definition of what engagement is, that we can understand that it's not something that requires a lot of thinking. It is quite simply just that, isn't it? An engaged workforce that are happy and content and feel valued in their organisation. I think very much so. I think you, you have to try and, and keep it simple. You can, you can tie yourself in knots with engagement. But I think if you start with the idea that everybody comes to work with the intention of being good at what they do and start from there. There are very few people in this world that come to work with the idea that they're not going to work, they're going to be bad at what they do. We all want to be good at what we do and I think if we start from that place uh, that helps us understand engagement. That's lovely Rebecca, a really positive outlook there, thank you. Have you noticed any trends in employee issues over the past couple of years at all? I think one of the big agendas on employees is, is well-being at the moment. I think that has three arms to it. It's financial well-being, it's physical and it's mental well-being. I think we are in a tougher world these days. I think external factors mean that financially people are finding things harder. Inflation goes up, their money doesn't go as far. There are many businesses out there that are not able to give much pay increase, if any pay increase at all. I'm very aware there's a lot of businesses out there for some considerable years have not given any pay increases. And that makes it difficult for employees. I think employees also need very complicated lives now. They often have children to balance. They might also be caring for parents at the same time. That has an impact on their mental and their physical well-being. I think we have a generation coming through that has grown up with social media and we've not seen that before. And I think that's had all sorts of impact on the sort of people they are and how they cope with the workplace. So I think that the well-being umbrella, there's a lot underneath it. That's a concern for most employers at the moment. So with regards to the society that we live in, the social media impact and all the other external factors which you've just mentioned, how does this affect an employee with how they engage with the organisation? I think people are very much, they're human. And I think if you come to work with money concerns, you have childcare issues or you have an issue with your, your child just generally, There's, there may be some problems with your child at school or whatever it is, or you have parents who are unwell or you may be your own health, you cannot be productive and focused on work when you have those concerns going on. Unless you have the facility to resolve those matters, we're very busy, we work quite long hours, we're trying to balance all the other things we've discussed. You're not able to resolve those things. You don't have the help and the support or somebody pointing in the direction to resolve those. There are no ways. We're human. We can't come to work and just switch off and forget those things. We will not be productive if those things remain unresolved. Life is a one big juggling act, isn't it? So where have you seen high levels of engagement and how does that benefit the organisation? Well, we're very lucky here at Personal Group. Um, I say lucky, but actually we've put an awful lot of work into it as well. It, it is what we do, so we focus on it a lot. I've seen higher levels of engagement here than, than any other businesses that I've been in. And we've done a lot of work to try and understand. So we've always thought engagement brings productivity, brings better sales, better customer service, etc. How do you prove that? And we've been measuring engagement levels, we use a couple of different methods to do that. But then um, we do have sales parts to our business and that, that's easy to measure sales performance, isn't it? There's figures behind it, it's very simple. 
So we have been correlating that, particularly over the last year, we've been focusing on that. And we've been able to actually put performance against engagement. And the graph does exactly what you expect it to do. The more engaged they are, the better the, the business performance. It's a real hit, beautiful curve to the upward curve to the graph. <laughs> exactly what you, you know, we keep talking about. It just proves that theory that engagement equals productivity. So can you give us some examples on how businesses could improve their levels of engagement with their staff and thus their productivity? Yeah, I, absolutely. I think um, communication is really clear. That's the most important one. The exec team needs to really communicate what it is they're trying to achieve because a person needs to understand where they fit in that and how they contribute because you don't go to work to work busy all day and think actually I haven't made a difference, I haven't contributed. You want to know you've added value so you need to understand where the business is trying to go and where you fit into that. I once went to a conference where someone said you need to communicate a message at least four times for people to really hear it and understand it. And I firmly believe in that. So we try and use different ways. Because a number of times I say, we have a, an e-magazine that goes out every week called Happy Times. And I'll say, it was in Happy Times. And you get the blank look. And it, it's true. You know, half of the workforce will have read it. And then probably another half of that will actually have taken that information on board. So we communicate, communicate, communicate. We try and make ourselves accessible so people can ask their questions, we can understand how, we might have communicated, but have people really understood it? So we've done, every quarter we do a comms meeting where the senior management team is accessible. We talk about what we're doing, where we're up to and how we're performing, but it also means people can ask questions. And this year we played around with Slido. So we had a SMT on the sofa event and people could ask questions via Slido. It was a little bit nerve-wracking for, for those of us on the receiving end, but it was a great experience and our employees loved it. So they, they could ask us any questions, upvote, downvote the questions. And uh, it, was, it was a great experience. We will do it again. But, uh, <laughs> they literally the hot seat. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we, we're always trying to find different ways to, to communicate with people and ensure they, they understand what it is we're trying to achieve. And we also, the other side of it, we try and listen, we try and have different mechanisms for people to be able to talk to us. We try and be accessible, but we are aware we're senior managers and some people don't always find it that easy to come and ask that question. Mm -hmm. So we try and give different avenues for giving us feedback for asking questions as well. We're not perfect, we're always learning. There's always different things we can do. But I feel we do, and our engagement scores show that we do a pretty reasonable job of that. So as a HR director, you sit on the exec board. What particular challenges have you faced? And why is it important for a HR director to be on the board? I think, um, yes, you could function without being on it, but it's a lot more work. You, you, you'd have to require you to, to make sure you're really keeping in touch with, with the other directors in the business it's easier to be part of that conversation. They also do, I don't want to generalise, but they tend to focus on operational things, results, etc. And it gives you that opportunity to, to just ask the question, are we taking people with us? Is that making sense? How are we actually going to deliver that? Uh, I think we might be stretching people too far. All those, kind, you, can, you can ask the what if questions and you can just challenge a little bit. But you can also, you know, HR is, is largely the engine to the business, although IT will fight me on that one. We are largely the engine to the business in that we bring people into the business, we support them during the employee life cycle, and we're, we're there when they do decide to leave the business. 
If we don't know what the business is trying to achieve fully, then we can't be there to support them. There's nothing worse than an HR function that's being told what to do. HR function needs to be able to anticipate what needs to be done and be able to support, support the business with that. So I think it's absolutely vital that that challenge is there, but also it allows HR to, to be on the front foot, not on the back foot. Rebecca, thank you very much for such an illuminating conversation and dialogue. Thank you very much for your time. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to episode 36 of the People in Flow podcast. If you would like to know more about People in Flow's unique approach to employee engagement and the services we offer, head to our website, peopleinflow.com. Thank you for listening.